Hi everyone, my name is Gabriel and this is the Hour of the Raven, your channel for everything Ravenloft, RPG, Dungeons and Dragons and Horror. Today we will help you explore the haunted and desolate lands of Forlorn, a domain forgotten in the mists of time. Are you ready? Then let us explore these ancient forests and hike the hills and mountains of these wild lands. Forlorn is a wild and practically uninhabited domain that draws its inspiration from medieval Scotland. The domain has no government or even established cities or towns, and only ruins of the ancient civilization that inhabited these lands remains. After the land of Barovia, these lands were the first to emerge from the mists on the south border of Barovia in the year 547. Forlorn is located south of the main continent of Ravenloft, bordering Barovia to the north, Haslan to the east, and the realm of Katakas to the west. Forlorn's climate is always cloudy and humid, and is marked by a constant rainfall and the sound of thunder. Many of its hills and mountains are always covered in fog and only receive sunshine during the summer. During winter, it's not uncommon for Forlorn's lands to be covered by snow. Forlorn is a high plateau made up of rocky hills and forests that surround two large mountains, Mount Aral and Mount Metomi. Mount Aral is a dormant volcano and is always shrouded in dark clouds with yellowish steam escaping from the mouth of Aral, a fissure within the mountain's caldera. The interior of the mountain is full of caves where goblins usually bury their dead, as well as hot springs, geysers and scorching vapors. To not as difficult to climb, the mountain is a treacherous territory, as it's littered by goblin traps and rocky slips natural or intentionally caused by goblins. The outskirts of Mount Aral are a desolate landscape and no vegetation grows in its stony surroundings, known as the Beds of Dead Men, the site of countless battles of rival clans in the past. Mount Metomi, by contrast, is covered with pine forests and is rich in ores. Throughout its land, it's possible to find several entrances of old, abandoned and ruined mines from where the ancient Forfarians extracted iron, granite, coal, gold and gems. The abandoned mines and riches are coveted by interpret explorers, but they are known for their instability, landslides, pockets of venomous gases and haunts of miners who lost their lives in the bowels of the mountain. A large part of Forlorn is covered by a dense forest. Gundarak woodcutters have often tried to exploit this abundant source of wood, but their camps have always been destroyed by goblin attacks. Forlorn's vegetation, though abundant, is tainted by a series of pests and diseases. Molds, weeds and pests plague the trees, which grow crooked, sick and twisted. At ground level, 
shrubs, thorns and poisonous flowers and fungi are also easily found. At some point, however, it is possible to find some areas free of corruption and disease and other pests, and these sites are considered sacred by the druids. For the past 30 years, the goblins that infest Forlorn have been campaigning to destroy and burn the dense forests. With axes and flames, these campaigns have caused true destruction to the Forlorn forests, and many formerly green lands are now covered with dead stumps and blackened scorched grounds. Large deforested areas can be found around Castel Tristenoria and on one side of Mount Metomi. But to this day, the purpose that drives these globinoid clans to such depredation is unknown. The goblin deforestation has recently encountered an opponent, and the situation seems to come to a stalemate by the druid's constant vigil and action. Some ominous rumors, however, reveal that some of the old trees have risen from the ground and moved to occupy areas of deforestation, causing the goblins to flee in panic. In Forlorn, we also find the Lake of Red Tears, around large cliffs of red granite. Local legends say that the lake emerged after huge landslides that occur on the day of war when the forlorn lands were engulfed by the mists and large chunks of land collapsed and caused several small lagoons to pool into one huge lake. The lake has muddy and reddish waters as a result of contact with the mud of its banks and legend says that it has no bottom. The lake is also known for the legends and sightings of a dangerous creature known as Agatha, or simply Aggie, a huge serpent-necked reptile. From these great lakes rises the Gundar River, which descends into the ancient realm of Gundarak, nowadays the kingdom of Barovia, through a canyon. Around this canyon, ruins and statues of former Forfarian leaders can be found, and tombs of ancient clan leaders are believed to be hidden in these hills. Throughout Forlorn, it is possible to find ruins of the Forfarian civilization, which once inhabited these lands, but mysteriously disappeared in the day of war. Near the Lake of Red Tears is where we can find most of the preserved ruins, such as the ruins of Birnan village and the castles Tristenoria and Forfamax. In these wilderness areas, Strange stone circles can be found, but many have been depredated by the goblins that plague these lands. Forlorn's vegetation is composed of large trees, such as oak, beeches, and pine trees, but we can also find willows and bushes. The rich vegetation of Forlorn are also marked by a huge amount of small plants and herbs with exotic medicinal and poisonous properties. Some brave expeditioners sometimes venture into these wild lands in search of rare herbs capable of generating potent poisons invaluable on the black market. There are also rumors and reports of even more astonishing vegetation in Forlorn. The Death's Head Tree is a strange plant that grows in these lands. 
these twisted and grotesque trees have rather than fruits decomposing human heads on their branches. Although legends say that such vegetation only grows on blood-sucked soil, Forlorn's tragic and brutal history allows them to grow freely in these lands. Also, reports indicate the presence of carnivorous plants and devouring trees, able to grab animals and humans to satisfy their hunger. Finally, legend tells that countless of the trees are actually ants that move in the silence of the night, ready to attack or defend themselves, whispering their hatred of humans and goblins to the wind as they pass through their branches. Forlorn's fauna is full of animals of a temperate climate, like bears, deers, wild boars, foxes and wolves. Rats, bats, snakes and lizards also abound in these lands, as well as a variety of insects, spiders, wasps, beetles and centipedes that usually grow to abnormal size. Most animals also appear to carry signs of disease and corruption, and shows an aggressive behavior. Wolves grow to a dire size and infest the forests. Many of these creatures are domesticated by goblins, who feed and train these wild predators to mount or assist them. Some rumors tell about packs of undead wolves prowling the haunted surroundings of Castel Tristenoria. Another strange kind of animal found in this desolate forest is the Grimishka, creatures that look like an amalgam of dogs or cats mixed with monkeys and mice and with some reptilian traits. Numerous, these creatures can harass and trouble explorers, but they are quite coward and easily frightened. The druids believe that on the day of war, the domestic animals of Fofar were transformed into these hideous creatures, and to this day they live near their former homes. An explorer of these wild lands must also fear the supernatural horrors that haunt this domain. Forlorn is known for its haunting legends of wailing specters and ghosts. The folklore of the region also speaks of recluse witches, lycanthropes, and even the presence of a lost race of fairies, who the druids reverence as the good folk. Vorlong's population is composed mostly by goblins, though some humans still survive in the forest, dwelling within the druid territory. The globinoid population surpasses the human population by almost 21 inhabitants. These savage and violent creatures inexplicably appeared on these lands on the day of war, when, according to Druidic legends, almost all the inhabitants of the barony of Forfar suffered grotesque transformations and became these bestial beings. These grotesque humanoids dominate the wild lands of Forlorn, but have no buildings or cities. Living in nomadic camps, they do not subsist from agriculture, and they organize themselves into clans, just like their human ancestors. These creatures seem to hold a residual memory of their former clans, and many still wear kilts with their clan's color and insignia. 
The Globanoid clans are belligerent and competitive, and mark and defend their territory. It is not uncommon for brutal and bloody disputes to break out between these clans. Usually, the leadership of these clans rests with the strongest of the goblins, and the transition of power is lethal. The residual memory of the goblins of their human ancestors can also be seen in other traces of their culture. These creatures are able to use, in a rudimentary form, weapons and equipments they find, and still use a Fofarian dialect as a mean of communication. Some cultural misrepresentation can also be found among the sports practiced by goblins, such as the log throwing, in which group of goblins raise large logs to try to hurl toward a rival team, and the sword dance, in which goblins form two lines, lying on the floor, and create a passageway. A challenger must then cross the corridor, while the other goblins swing their blades toward their feet and legs. Dagger throwing and Grimishka fights are also popular activities. They do not practice organized religion, but from the pantheon of the ancient gods of the Forfarians, they worship and fear Arau, the god of death. This worship includes brutal murder of victims in honor of the god, who they believe is buried beneath the fissure of Mount Arau, a sacred place where the bones of goblins are buried. Goblins are very resilient and do not need much food to sustain themselves, but they are known to eat meat from any creature who falls into their traps or is captured in their hunts, including humans. The cruelty of these creatures is terrifying, and rumors say that they usually skin and devour living prey. The goblins use the huge wolves as mounts and allies during hunting or war. The forlorn druids believe the goblins are all in service of the ghost of Castle Tristanoria, a mythical figure to whom the druids assign control of the dark forces in Forlorn. Under the command of this mysterious master, the goblins patrol the lands of Forlorn, capturing or killing all humans they encounter. For many decades, these beings have been in constant conflict with the druids, and it is not uncommon for, for the people captured by the goblins to be taken to Castle Tistenoria, where they are never seen again. Also, under order from this mysterious master, the goblins undertake a campaign of deforestation of Forlorn, using axes and fire to achieve their ends. The Forfarians are the only human inhabitants living in the wild lands of Forlorn. With broad stature and shoulders, the Forfarians have light skin and all have red hair, which range from strong red to brown hair with only slight redness. Both men and women often wear long hair, sometimes in thick braids, but mostly in an unkept and loose style and men often have long beards, moustaches and sideburns. The Fofarians are very proud of their reddish hair, and claim that this color is proof of their descendants from the fairies, the good folk. They believe that it was the fairy blood and the red hair trait that saved them from transformation into globinoid creatures on the day of war. 
The outfits are simple, usually in green or brown fabrics, with loose blouses and men wearing kilts and women wearing skirts, usually in the emblematic colors of the former clans. Living in communities located in the wilderness, they engage in rust activities and crafts and basic agriculture. As peasants, they usually get married early in life and have large families. Their diet does not differ much from that of peasants in other kingdoms, with plenty of potatoes and turnips in their diets. The most typical dishes is the haggis, a sheep's belly sausage stuffed with the sheep heart, liver, lung and meat, and with oats, onions and spices. Ophirian people do not practice or study arcane magic. Although they still reverence the ancient Fofarian gods, few follow a traditional clerical vocation, and the society is guided by the druidic culture and the eternal pursuit of harmony and balance with nature. Fofarian culture is passed on orally, and each enclave has a tanist, a venerable elder, with the role of retelling oral traditions and providing advice. His role often played by women, is of great importance and is often accumulated with the community leadership. When an honor offense occurs, the most drastic means of solution is by a tower duel. Two duelists climb to the ceiling of an ancient circular tower, where they fight until one of the challengers is thrown from the top of the ceiling. This type of little conflict resolution, however, is rarely used. Ophirians also perform sporting activities, such as caber tossing, throwing massive logs at a distance, and sword dancing, a choreographed dance in which steps are performed amidst scimitar movements. During the equinox and solstices, the Druids hold great mystical communion activities with nature, and festivities are held. Music plays a big role on these occasions, with instruments as bagpipes, flutes, drums and mandolins. Forlorn is devoid of any kind of government, and apart from a few goblins and druids communities, no laws or guidelines are enforced on these lands. Some herbalists and lumberjacks sometimes risk exploiting their activities on these lands, but no permanent economic activity is exercised. These lawless and savage lands still attract some groups of bandits and adventurers who seek in these forgotten lands refuge or ancient treasures. This concludes our explorer guides to follow. You still intend to explore these forgotten lands with forests and hills shrouded in mist and mystery? Then subscribe to this channel and enable notifications and join us as we visit one of the druidic circles and share their legends surrounding the past of these forgotten kingdoms.